Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Moving Up the Ladder. And today we're talking about networking and specifically three ways to build your brand. And this is great for whether you're getting back into the workforce and you need to build your brand, as well as confidence, maintaining your brand, or positioning yourself as an expert in your field. And to give us these three tips, we're speaking with Hallie Crawford, and she is founder of Create Your Career Path and a certified career coach. So Hallie, just to get us started, I'm wondering, you know, I've heard that networking is the number one way to get a job. Why is this? Because it gives you, instead of just, you know, papering the internet and applying online for jobs, it gives you that in. I mean, competition is still pretty fierce Mm -hmm. for jobs, regardless of the industry. And your resume will get on the top of the pile if you have a warm lead, someone is willing to walk it down to HR or give you a good referral. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of, you might get at the top of the pile, but also if that person can be a reference for you, you're more likely to get it as well. All right. Now we're here to talk about how to build your brand when you're networking. So why is it important to establish yourself as a brand when you're going about networking? Because you need to be established as much as possible Mm -hmm. as a known entity in your industry. If people know you, they're more likely to feel comfortable, you know, not just talking with you, but referring you to someone else. And also for job searching specifically, people need to walk away remembering who you are, you know, Mm and that's what your brand is. Like, this is this person that's interested in XYZ, but has this skill set as well. They will be more able to keep you in mind for a job opening should it come available, you know, if they hear about something. Mm -hmm. Now, when I hear brand, I tend to think about like the big brands like Nike and McDonald's and what that means, you know, the feelings that they incite when you hear those brands. Is this branding of yourself a little bit different than that? Is it just more than having a business card that matches your website, that matches your email signature? Yes, absolutely. It could be a little bit about the feeling. I mean, when you think about it with the feeling like you were talking about, when someone talks with you, they're going to get a feeling in some way. Like, are you perky and really upbeat or are you more methodical and stable? You know, whatever it is. So it is a little bit about the feeling, but it's much more so for a personal brand about, okay, who are you in your industry? What is your background experience and your skill set? And most importantly, what would you offer to a prospective employer? So what's your, you know, your unique selling points and what you could do for an organization, for example, that you worked for? That's the biggest piece and how it's different a little bit from like a corporate brand. Now, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here. Do you know of anyone who has a really good personal brand? In terms of job seekers? Job seekers are just people, um, you know, in your industry that you recognize of, okay, they're, they're doing it right. They've got a really good personal brand, just so we can give our listeners an example of someone they can go look up. Sure, absolutely. Well, and the first person, and this sounds terrible, but I thought of is I have a brand, obviously, for me and for Mm -hmm. my business. And for my business, I'm the face of it. So that is my brand. But I have a client, Tim. He's actually out in California. He has a very good brand in that on his LinkedIn profile, he talks about the type of leader that he is. He is looking currently for a job running a large retirement home community. And he's number one, he's very clear about what he wants. And number two, he understands what he brings to the table. So he actually has a document on his LinkedIn profile that explains his leadership style 
and how he manages people. Mm -hmm. And it's very, it's faith-based for him. So his is unique. It's very Mm Christian-based. But for him, he, he can explain to you, this is the type of leader I am, and this is why. And he also has a PowerPoint presentation that he brings to all of his interviews to explain how he would turn around whatever, you know, retirement home organization he was working for. So he has a very clear brand in that he's got a lot of experience. He has the faith-based perspective, and he's very customer-focused in terms of how he runs these organizations. But number four, he also has a very extensive business background, and he comes in, and sometimes those organizations are kind of run like a nonprofit when they couldn't be, and he comes in and shows them how to be more like a for-profit organization. That's his brand. That's a really good example. I like that he has a document. He has a PowerPoint that he brings. So he's not only um, really just prepared, but he knows how he's exactly going to sell himself when he's networking. Exactly. And those people in those interviews are going to walk away understanding the four things about him. This is how he approaches it. He's got the blend of, you know, I have the faith-based perspective and he's very, you know, humble in that regard and very client customer based, but also he's got a lot of business savvy and he, you know, slashes budgets and all that when he needs to. Mm -hmm. So you um, have three quick hitting tips that people can use to kind of get started with building their brand. So what is the first thing that someone should do if they're looking to really establish themselves like this? So before you do the three things, one of the things I want people to pay attention to is kind of what bucket they're in. Okay. Do they need to just start building their brand right now kind of from scratch? Are they needing to simply more maintaining their brand, which is what I would fall into. I already have one and I need to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Or number three, do you need to change it? So first think about your goal with your brand. Is it one of those three things? Which one is it? And one of the first ways, if we talk about the steps to start building it through networking, number one is to identify an organization like an association or even maybe a nonprofit or whatever type of organization in your area and offer to speak to their group, participate in a panel, host a workshop, whatever it is is, that is appropriate for their organization on an area of expertise for you. Mm -hmm. So this is a way to, you know, expand your network, but also position you as an expert on a particular topic in front of the right audience of people who are either in your industry or there will be some people in your industry. Okay. So after you've kind of positioned yourself as an expert, you've spoken to some people, how do you follow up on that and just make sure, because I think that's the first stop if you're, if you're going to be kind of starting from scratch, that might be what you do. So how do you maintain what you have with your momentum going? With that particular tip, when you meet people there, you know, after the presentation, let's say, for example, you want to connect with them on LinkedIn, stay in touch with them in, in whatever way stay in touch with the organizer and perhaps the president of the association. And at the end, find out what else can I do for your organization? Can I come back in three months or six months on a different topic, whatever it is, to keep that momentum going? Mm -hmm. And a second thing that you can do either instead of, so for example, and this is kind of the second step, I hope Mm -hmm. it's okay to go to that, but if the presentation is not relevant, like they just don't do that very often or whatever, or in addition to the presentation as a follow-up, you can write a blog or an article that they might want to use in their newsletter or on their blog or on their website. If you're great in front of the camera, you can create a video for them that they can use for their membership. So a second way to leverage this networking and build your brand is by talking about 
an area of expertise, again, in writing in some way Mm -hmm. as well. Now, if you don't have a platform, like you don't have your own website, or you just don't have a way to get that message out there, if you write an article, where would you recommend going to get that out there? So you can pitch it to associations, you know, Mm -hmm. like we were talking about before, if that's relevant for them. You could also find industry-specific blogs, though, and pitch it to them and say, hey, can I do this? You could find newsletters for specific industries as well. So if you Google and understand, okay, what are the publications, let's say, including blogs, but also maybe magazines online or otherwise, in my industry, you can pitch your articles to them as well. What is our third and final tip when it comes to really building your brand? So a third way to build your brand in terms of networking and, you know, getting involved with other people and organizations is you can offer to serve on a committee or the board of a local organization that is specific to your industry, whether, again, it's a nonprofit or a for-profit or an association. So another way to get involved meet people, but also build your expertise again, is to offer to, you know, volunteer for one of those for a year long, you know, Mm -hmm. tenure on one of the organizations like their board or one of their committees. And that's another way to say, hey, I belong to this. So for Mm -hmm. me, I served on the board of the Georgia Coach Association several years ago. That builds credibility for me. And it also helps build my brand as someone who cares about my industry. These things kind of sound like someone if you're doing these things, you would be more further along in your career, more advanced, have more experience. Would you agree? I would agree. Yes. So it would be after perhaps you've had, let's say, three or four years of work experience, though. I don't think it needs to be like 10 necessarily. And here's the other thing is to me, it's more about that you're an expert in something, whether that Mm -hmm. came from school or a certification program or something else. There's no harm in just pitching something. The worst they can say is no. Right. And yes, of course, you know, it would be better if you have a little bit, a few years of experience under your belt, but it definitely doesn't have to be like 10 years. It just needs to be something that you feel confident about that you have an expertise in for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Now, what are some common challenges that you think people might face when they're trying to use these three tips to build their brand? I think that, first of all, not understanding the brands that they want to promote, Mm -hmm. you know, not understanding themselves well enough and how, you know, what they want to say and how they want to, to shape that brand. That would be number one. So one of the things you can do about that is you can, you need to think about it for yourself, the message you want to send, but talk to friends and family and former coworkers or current ones. When you think of me, what do you think of? What are the adjectives Mm -hmm. to start thinking about how you currently come across? A second thing could be they're just shy and they don't want to speak or they're hesitant to reach out to people cold. Bottom line, you've just got to get over that. You can start with warm leads and try to find people through people you already know. That's fine. Or through people you know by participating in LinkedIn groups. But beyond that, you've just got to push yourself out of your comfort zone because that's just part of being a professional. And the third thing is you might be struggling a little bit with what would be a topic I could talk on or an area of expertise. And again, you can think about past projects courses you've taken, things you've done, work experience-wise, and where you shined, you know, what, where you did well, and also, you know, a topic or area that you're passionate about and very interested in. You could also ask friends and family what they think you do well, and that could give you an idea too. And I just want to back up a little bit. This occurred to me when you're talking about these challenges. I have to imagine that if you already have a brand established, changing that could be a little bit difficult. So what recommendations would you have for people who are out there looking to change their brand? First of all, you've got to understand it's a process. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it might take a little bit of time and being okay with that. So first, you've got to understand what your current brand is and what are the changes or tweaks you want to make. Okay. Okay. And then think about what the messaging is for those new things. So instead of saying X, Y, Z in my elevator speech to people at networking events, for example, I want to say ABC instead. And the key is to be consistent and persistent and do it over time. So if it's just a tweak or a change, you have to think about what you say. Do you want to change your materials like your LinkedIn profile, your business card? How dramatic is it? What is the new messaging? And be consistent across the board with it. And then you want to kind of test it out over time too and see what people are saying to you kind of in response to Mm -hmm. it if they're seeing you in that new way. Would you ever think that it's okay to ask for feedback, especially if it's someone that, you know, you have a little bit of an established relationship with and, you know, just explain to them, I'm working on changing my brand. Do you think this is working? Absolutely. I would ask for as much feedback as possible, especially, and you know, I would say people who know you, but sometimes people who know you might be, might feel like they need to be nicer and less direct. So Mm -hmm. also ask people that you don't know. Or that needs to be people, obviously, who would understand your brand and that kind of thing. But also people who might have just heard about you a couple of times. Other people that could be more objective with you as well. Now, we're up against the clock today. So I just wanted to give you the floor here at the end to share a final message or a piece of advice with our listeners about building their brand. Take baby steps. Remember that this, it can feel overwhelming and like a big task. So the first thing you just want to do is think about everybody. What's one area of expertise that you feel like you could talk about? Mm -hmm. It feels comfortable enough for you and you're passionate about. Just try to come up with that first. That can help you think about, okay, this is what I'm good at. So this can be part of my brand, but it can also give you an idea about a possible article to write. So take one small baby step. It'll get the ball rolling. Well, there you have it. And with that final piece of advice, we will wrap up today's show. We've been speaking with Hallie Crawford. And Hallie, thank you for joining us and sharing your expert advice. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. If you're looking for more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send our team an email at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with Aljan Radio. 